Welcome to Behind the Membership Season 3, Episode 8. In this episode, I talk with Deborah Engelmeyer about her membership site for makers and handmade businesses, Tizit HQ. Deborah's membership is just eight months old, but already a six-figure business. And in this episode, Deborah shares how she actually delayed creating her membership site in order to build her audience first, which she attributes as the key to her success. We also talk about how having a membership site has reduced stress and provided more balance, enabling Deborah to do work she loves, like focus on her community. And we talk about the power of delegation as well. We also talk about how engaged the Tizik community is and what Deborah does to encourage this, including how she sent welcome packages to her first 250,000 members when she initially launched. And we talk about the challenges of content creation, as well as how aspects of the membership, such as coaching calls, have evolved since the membership has been open, plus much more. So let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. On today's show, I'm joined by Deborah Engelmeyer from Tizit HQ. Thank you so much for joining me today, Deborah. Hi, Kari. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your membership. So actually, first things first, could you start off by telling us a little bit about the membership, what it offers, who it's for, that kind of thing? Yeah, of course. So uh, Tizit HQ is a membership site for makers, handmade business owners, Etsy sellers, anyone really that's making something with their hands and trying to sell it online mostly. We do cover offline topics as well, like selling at markets or retails, but mostly I teach makers how to do business online. <laughs> so that's, um, that's what the membership is. And I think it launched maybe eight months ago, so it's rather new, um, but it's been a very exciting journey. Awesome. So eight months is, yeah, not that long at all, but it's been going really well for you, I think, from from what you've said in the forum. And do you run on an open or a closed model? So I've had the door closed until, well, actually, they're still closed now that we're recording this, uh, but I am working in going into an evergreen model. So this is, um, I keep on saying next week or in two weeks, but (laughs) hopefully when this air, it will actually be open for, you know, I really want to go into the evergreen. Uh, But so far I've had the door closed and I've opened every couple of months. Yeah, every every two months roughly I've been opening and I've just been emailing my list really. Um, So I'm transitioning into evergreen now. And what's made you decide to make that transition? I think I've always wanted to have Evergreen, but I just didn't have the, the the system or even my website wasn't really optimized for that. I mean, it's barely mentioned on my website, actually. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm just redesigning the whole thing so that it's everywhere <laughs> and it makes sense. And so, you know, it was just a bit of a hot mess, that site. So I just started fresh thinking I want to go Evergreen and redesign all of this and optimize it for it. Uh, but mostly it's because I am not a big fan of lunches. Uh, it's a personal thing. I know they work really well for some people. They've worked well for me too. Um, but it's not something that I necessarily enjoy doing. So, you know, that's kind of why you start your own business to do things the way you like doing them. <laughs> and that's not, um, yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to move away from that lunch kind of, um, I guess, model and also just offering people the ability to join when they want to join and when they need it most. I hate the idea of having people that need help with something right now and having to say, hey, we're closed for, you know, maybe 60 more days. So come back when you don't need us anymore. Um, so I like, I like that people can join whenever they want. Awesome. And so do you offer other services and products as well, or is the membership a full-time business for you? 
It's it's a full it's the full time um, it's definitely full time <laughs> full time. Um, I do have a planner as well, a physical planner, and it actually kind of is maybe what gave me not the idea because I, I knew about membership site before that, but that definitely was what made me think, hey, you know, I should use that and turn it into a membership. And that planner is called the Maker's Roadmap, and it's really my system for starting and growing a successful handmade shop. And so it's a, it's a productivity journal that, you know, kind of like you would have your weekly spreads, monthly spreads, and every three months there's an assessment that you take to understand where you're at on your journey, what you should be focusing on, what you should definitely not be focusing on um, to help people focus and fight that sort of overwhelmed. So that's the physical planner that they can get. It's all printed and pretty. And then the membership is more, um, you know, how to actually get those things done. So the planner will let you know, you know, this is what you should focus on. And the membership is like, Hey, we've got a course for that specific issue. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. I love the idea of that planner. That sounds really um, kind of in depth. And as you say, if you can tie that into the membership with the, here's more detail on how to actually do that, then that seems like a perfect combination really. Yeah. Well, that, that maker's roadmap is really the base of everything I do now. So it's kind of like my core concept if you want. And so you'll find it in the planner and that help you figure out when you need to do what, and then you'll find it back again with the exact same step, the exact same stages inside of the membership as well, too, so that you start where you should start yeah. and then slowly grow. Because that I think that's why I love memberships so much, and what got me, um, you know, what decided me was was that it was the idea that some people um, simply are not working on the right things at the right time. And I wanted to have the ability to have all sorts of trainings, but also to tell them, Hey, this one is not for you right now. Focus on this instead. Awesome. So that actually leads me into my next question. So what did actually inspire you to create the membership in the first place? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I knew about membership site when I was just getting started in the online, you know, online business thing. Um, and I think I signed up for your membership site years and years ago. Like you guys probably just launched or, or not far. Um, and I wasn't a member for long because I quickly realized that I didn't have enough of an audience to sort of do that. And so I was like, okay, I need to build an audience, define more, you know, what I'm about, uh, before I can dive into something like a membership site. And then I joined a few membership sites myself, which I always thought were great because of the community aspect. So I, I've always loved membership sites. And then somehow along the way, I sort of forgot about them a little bit. And I think, you know, we, we hear so much about build a signature course and launch and do your webinar and all of these things. And I think I was sort of getting caught up in that. And for a while there, I was, I was sort of not sure exactly what my core offering was. So I have run uh, online events, which I put on pause this year to launch the membership, but I will start again next year. So virtual summits. And I've then tried to sell workshops. And so what I was doing is that I was doing a different workshop every month and it was free if you attended live. And then I would sell the replay um, after that. And so what I came to realize is that this was really the beginning of a membership site because every month I was doing a new workshop that I was selling. And so the only difference is that people had to buy the workshops individually. But I like that because of the way I like to work myself. I love to teach different things. I can't even it like see myself teaching the same course signature course as I say again and again and again I would just get so bored I like learning new things experimenting new things and so this um you know it just sort of suddenly 
I remembered about membership side and thought, hey, <laughs> how about we do this and, you know, incorporate that maker's roadmap in the middle. So it's all, it's, it all kind of makes sense. But it, it took me a while to figure out, hey, what's right for me as a, as a person, you know, as a, what, what do I like to do? And then also for my audience, what do they actually need for me and what's the best way to deliver that for them? And that was my conclusion. <laughs> I love that. And presumably, given your, your topic and your audience, you were originally a maker yourself and kind of you you went through that journey of running that handmade business and things. And that's now what led, has led you to, to teach other people that. No, well, finally, I have I had a different um, background story. So my background is in marketing and design. So I did, you know, a master in business and marketing and worked corporate for a half second, hated it. I was in Paris back then. Um, for those of you who haven't noticed, I have a French accent because <laughs> I am French. <laughs> um, and so I, I was freelancing for years doing uh, website design and marketing strategy, SEO. I mean, I've done it all. And I was always working for small businesses that sort of needed that person that was going to be able to help in different areas because they couldn't afford having that many different roles. Um, and so I worked as a marketing consultant and a designer for years before I started getting clients that were handmade shops and realizing that, Hey, this is what I really like to do. Um, because there were other clients, I mean, all my clients were nice, you know, I don't know if anyone's listening, I didn't hate you guys, but it just wasn't necessarily what was making, you know, bringing me joy. Um, and more and more people were coming to me from word of mouth and uh, being handmade shops. And so I just dove in and decided that I was going to focus exclusively on that. Um, I'm a maker myself as in, I make a lot of stuff. I just don't sell them because honestly, they're not quite as good as that. <laughs> but yeah, so different, um, different, different story. Definitely. I'm more, more coming from a consulting sort of background. Oh, wow. I didn't actually realize that. Mm. So You've been running for eight months now, you said. What would yeah. you say has actually been your biggest challenge over that time? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, you know, I thought the challenge was going to be keeping like keeping active in the community. And that's actually turned out to be just the easiest thing to do. Um, I was a bit scared. I was like, how much time is this going to take? And will I be able, you know, is it going to be overwhelming? Um, and I just love that. Part. Like I love every day checking in with my members and getting to see um, the progress that they're making. Um, so that's been actually really enjoyable. I think it's more being a matter of uh, keeping up with the content. Um, and the reason being, I actually, I launched with a lot of content already, but I have a list of things that I want to have in the membership that I don't yet. After that, I probably will chill out a bit more, uh, but I really want to push those out because I know they're really important for my members. And I sort of wish now looking back that I had like a three month, I don't know, maybe three months of sort of like content scheduled and planned and recorded like ahead of time, which I didn't. So now I'm kind of every month going, crap, I've got to do this new course. Um, and I, and it's not like me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this batching person that does everything in advance. So I kind of wish that I organized myself a bit better for that. Um, something I'm definitely working on. <laughs> and so how much content are you actually delivering in the membership at the moment? Um, there's a lot, there's a, there's probably over 20 courses already in there. Um, not all of them are, uh, necessarily in depth. Some of them are workshops, uh, but there's definitely a, a good 10 that are 
you know, could be signature courses just on, on their own. Um, so I've got in-depth courses and we've got workshops, which are with experts for areas that I'm not necessarily an expert at. So, you know, selling to retail stores, for example, is not something that I master. So I just kind of bring someone on board and we cover that together. Uh, and then we've got what I call uh, tutorials. And these are like the techie little things, you know. So I have a course, let's say, on uh, email marketing and then tutorials on how to do this in MailChimp, how to do this in MailerLite so that you can actually sort of get stuff done because I know a lot of makers get super overwhelmed by those softwares and techs and things that they have to do. Um, and these are shorter kind of mini courses to help them move forward with that. Cool. And so do you have a set amount of content that you're putting out every month? You mentioned before that you kind of have a, a list of things that you want to add and after that you'll chill out. So do you kind of have a, a set, this is how much I'll deliver each month or do you work on an, on the basis of what you manage to get done? I try to add new content every month at the moment still, but there's no sort of clear definition of this going, This is going to be a course or, you know, it just really depends. Like last month, I think, or yeah, last month, I came with a big sort of tailwind automation course, which was a big in-depth course. And so this month it was only short tutorials that I added. So it really just depends. I don't want to overwhelm that. Like the goal isn't to put new new content out so that, the, you know, the members are overwhelmed, I feel. Yeah. Um, so the list is just there because there's some courses that I know I want in there because they're important building blocks for their businesses. But as soon as those sort of like um, core courses are going to be in there I'm more comfortable doing less and just sort of like updating there's a lot of that as well you know like I have a big Pinterest course in there and when changes are made I'd rather make sure that I go and update that course so that people get um, up-to-date information rather than just constantly building new content and then your old stuff starts not being valuable anymore um, yeah but I try to come up with one new piece of content every month and then there's of course the coaching as well because I've got live um, life coaching session every month um, so there's at least that <laughs> awesome and is that coaching session is that a Q&A is it a group call how do you work that coaching session yeah so that's funny I'm sort of changing that a little bit at the moment because I'm I'm trying to listen following your advice uh, you know I'm just trying to do whatever my members need me to do and so when I started a live call it was Q&A so submit your question in advance if you can't make it live um most people in Europe can't make it live because I'm in Australia and it's just an awkward time. Um, and then I would also answer the question that were being asked live. And then slowly but surely, this has moved more into a, a, a critique or a feedback or a short feedback kind of thing where I'll share my screen and we go in depth into someone's website or someone's Etsy shop or someone's strategy and we're able to sort of look together, hey, this is what you should change in terms of your SEO strategy or your pictures or your conversion, you know, like how to optimize your site. Um, so yeah, this is turning more into like a hot seat kind yeah. of thing, um, which I really enjoy because I think it's maybe more valuable because the thing is I'm in the forums every day. And so I think people were like, well, I don't really know what to ask you because I'm just going to ask in the forum and someone will reply. And if not, you will reply. And so it was kind of like, why do I need to wait a month for you to answer a question, you know, on a video when I can ask you tomorrow in the forum? So I like that this is turning maybe into something a bit more of a, yeah, in-depth strategy session. Yeah, those hot seats sound like a, a great idea. And as you say, it differentiates mm. it a little bit from being able to just ask questions in the community as well, if members are using that. So you've mentioned the community a couple of times there. Is um, your community a forum, a Facebook group? How do you run the community side of things? 
It's a forum. I did not want it to be a Facebook group. Uh, I have a Facebook group, which is part of sort of like my marketing and my traffic, you know, generation. Uh, that's a big Facebook group and I love it, but it's different uh, than a forum. I really wanted this forum to be integrated in the, in the website. So I've made sure actually I've done some custom work there to make sure that people don't even notice that they are changing effectively. They're even changing URL and server and all of that, but they don't see it so that when they log into the HQ, they're in their little zone and everything is there and they're not going to be distracted and go on Facebook. Um, because honestly, Facebook is just so good at that. Like that's what they do for a living. It's making sure that you're going to stay on the platform and you go and you want to check a group and 20 minutes later, you're like, what am I doing on this page? (laughs) So I really wanted to keep it separate and, and really offer a different experience for my members than what's already offered in my free Facebook group. Awesome. And so what's been your absolute favorite thing about having Tizit HQ over the last eight months, would you say? Oh, it's just changed so much. I mean, uh, for my business, just, uh, as I said, I, I don't really like lunches and I've tried them. They've always, I've always done well too. So it's not a, a matter of, I don't know how to launch or I, I have systems for them. I just don't like it. Like it drains my energy. I, I, it stresses me out and it just makes me, you know, like anxious. Like it's just not good for me, honestly. So I love that I don't have to do that. Um, I love that I'm going evergreen and I love that I, I know I can predict my revenue. It feels so much less stressful than having those big peak in cash flow and then having to deal with all that type of cash flow management and all of that. Not that you don't do that with a membership site, but you know, it's a bit more, um, you can see trends happening and you know, if your retention rate isn't as good as it was last month, what's happening, like you, you can predict and, 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 and react accordingly. Um, so yeah, I've, I've really liked that. And, and, and so that has effect on my personal life, I guess, as well. I just feel so much less stressed. I love that I found what I'm doing. I feel like I have my core offering now. Where for a couple of years here, I was, you know, selling different things and I wasn't really sure what is it that I'm really focused on. But now it's so clear that I make decisions so much more easily because I'm like, is, does this help my membership or not? Um, yeah. Awesome. I love that. And yeah, I think, as you say, having that core that you've found and that you love doing, and that also brings in that kind of predictable revenue just takes so much stress off. I think there's still, you know, stress and work involved in running it, but yeah, you know, it's a a brilliant business model. You could say I'm biased, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. Um, so let's deep dive a little bit now then what are you finding is actually working well for you when it comes to attracting new members so you mentioned you've been kind of working on an open close model at the minute mm-hmm. how have you been bringing those new members in when you've opened the doors so this is a funny one because as I was saying I don't really I didn't really have a page on my website it was a wait list or anything like that I mostly um, used the audience that I've built before that So I think I came in with that advantage of having an audience already, uh, which is definitely something I would recommend people focus on doing first and then build your membership site because it makes it so much easier. Because really my lunches or what you would say lunches when I was opening the cart the last few months, um, I was just sending an email to my list to announce it's open now and then maybe three, four more emails over that week. Um, and so I guess that scarcity kind of helped a bit as well, saying, hey, we're closing the door Sunday or Monday or whatever. Um, 
but that's really it. I mean, I haven't really, I have run ads, but just on retargeting people that have been on the sales page. So really tiny little budgets. Like it wasn't necessarily, you know, to cold traffic or even um, lookalike audiences or anything crazy like that. It was just really targeting that traffic. People saying, hey, you visited the page. We're closing tonight. Are you sure you don't, you don't want to miss out? Um, and that's worked pretty well. Um, but that's really it. Um, and then I guess the most important part of my strategy has always been building my list to start with and then selling to that list. Um, and so I've done that with, uh, Pinterest works really well for me, always has, um, Facebook group is a big one and then YouTube as well. So I have a weekly video show and that's, uh, working better and better, which I really, um, I'm happy about because I love doing those videos and it really helps in search as well. So people find me through my YouTube videos. And so with you, you mentioned you're using Pinterest there as well. So are you linking Pinterest to the YouTube videos? Are you linking them to blogs on your site? How are you using Pinterest in that way? I'm, I'm linking them to the blog on my site. And right at this minute, I'm actually experiencing with videos now because you can do videos on Pinterest now, which is a new thing. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Kind of new. Yeah, you can you can now upload video directly on Pinterest. I do think there's a limit of time. So I sort of have different little you know snippets from my video that I put there. So I'm not able to tell you right now if it's performing really well because we've just started. Um, but I am running them to my blog and not to my YouTube. As much as I can, everything back to the website to get that traffic to me. Um, is better in my in my mind than sending it to YouTube. Yeah, and then being able to capture the email address there yeah. and get them signed yeah. up. Awesome. And so how are you actually keeping your members happy then? What do you do to encourage engagement and retention in the membership? Um, okay, how do you say that without making it sound like your website is the best on the planet? Um, I, <laughs> it's all right, you're allowed no, to say it's the best on the planet. It's uh, the, the quality of the content. I really focus on that. I work really hard on my courses. Um, I think a lot of memberships out there just think that because it's a low price every month, they can just sort of do like the equivalent of a webinar and upload that as a recording. And then that's that. My courses are like, you know, I, I know they are very valuable and, and that could sell them for, my God, much more than what people are getting it for. Um, so I really focus on making sure that my course are top notch so that people think this is amazing. I'm making progress. Like my goal is always, you know, I, I go into building a course with an outcome in mind and I make sure that they reach that by the end of the course. Um, the roadmap is very big. Um, as I was saying, that's the, the most important part of everything I teach and that's really helped people figure out, okay, I, I don't need to do this now and I need to work on this instead. And so that really helps them sort of, navigate the content inside of the membership. Um, I made the roadmap pretty fun too. I just trying to add a bit of personality to the side. I've been adding, um, you know, a custom coded element to make fun little animations and things when they tick stuff off the list. And it's just so that they feel a little bit special. Um, and it's not boring because you're working on your marketing, you know, like it, make it fun as much as possible. Um, and then I'm really engaged in the community as well. So I make sure, I think since I launched, I don't think I've missed a single post that's been posted in this thing. I don't reply to everything, 
not as much as when I started, but I definitely read everything. And if, if I see something that I can add in the conversation, I'll definitely go in and comment. And I still mostly reply to almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> it maybe won't be possible when it's already getting a little bit too sort of like chatty in there for me to do that. Um, but I'm, I'm very engaged and very present and I'll, I'll do surprise videos or, you know, sometimes instead of replying by typing or record a video for something that I think is going to be helpful for more than one person and post it instead of a, yeah, instead of a, just a text. Um, yeah. And what was the last thing I was thinking about? Yes. When I launched my founder members, I really wanted, I was scared that no one was going to be chatty in the community. I think everyone is. And so I really wanted to sort of encourage, I don't know, them to feel like they were part of something. Um, and so I sent little, uh, special welcome package with the mail, like physical things. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think this is why those people are awesome, but I think all, all of this added up to, uh, an experience that made them feel like they were part of something bigger than just a regular membership site. And the community is very important. I mean, the, the people in there, if any one of them is listening right now, I love you guys so much. Like they are, some of them, I feel I've been friends forever. They've never met in person, but they show up for each other in ways that, that just makes me really happy that I've been able to create a place where they can connect with each other and help and support each other and, you know, business and mindset and everything that you need to actually make sales online. So yeah, it's been great. The community is my favorite part. That's awesome. And so a couple of follow-up questions on that then. So you mentioned the community is really engaged now and you've got those connections going and things. Did it take you a while to get that engagement going in the, in the first place or did you find that that kind of happened quite organically right from the start? It happened quite organically. I was, yeah, I was waiting for those crickets. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be empty and horrible. And will people like the forums? It's not a Facebook group, but it actually worked quite well. Um, I've added a lot in my courses as well of, you know, to do items or kind of, I mean, they're never forced to do anything, but to encourage them to, Hey, at this stage, come and upload this to this part of the forum so that we can take a look so that people would sort of like engage and create conversations in there so quite rapidly people were chatting um and introducing each other to you know yeah it it was pretty much from the beginning awesome and so you also mentioned that you send or sent welcome packages out what kind of things did you put in those yeah so i stopped i did it only for the very first launch which still ended up being i think we had almost 250 people joined that very, very first open door, which I was not ready for when I was thinking about my little welcome packages um, because it was all, so I had sourced elements from members or people who I knew were going to be part of my, my, my founder members. Uh, so I printed cards, but the designs were made by someone from my community. I had, uh, you know, handcrafted envelopes from Etsy and those little, I had, uh, wax seals you know those ones yeah. kind of like back in <laughs> I love them no, no one uses them and so I had those made with the logo on it and that's what was closing the envelope I made it really look special and then inside I had a map of my roadmap because I have that design you know kind of like back in the days when we didn't have GPS and you actually had a map in your car kind of looks like that <laughs> uh, so I printed that and then and this is what took me so long I took a Polaroid of myself with the person name uh, on a piece of paper. 
which I was like, this is just going to be so easy. Um, you know, it's not like a 250 of them. I had to have my partner obviously take the picture because I'm holding the paper every time we had to write the 250 names and then match that with the envelope. And it was just a lot of work, but it was so um, special because each name I was like, this is an actual person that I'm going to get to help. Um, so yeah, this is what this is. I think that's all that was in there. Um, so it was really just a welcome letter and the roadmap and just a, a special little photo for me saying, you know, welcome. I love that though, because that's such a great way to make those founder members feel special. And yeah, like they're part of part of something and part mm-hmm. of a community. And I'm sure that kind of played into that the fact that you got that engagement going really early on as well. Yeah. Well, that's what I was hoping to do. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you can't really quantify this, um, except, you know, I definitely got a lot of messages saying this was so sweet. Thank you very much. Definitely didn't get 250 of them, (laughs) but, um, um, you know, so you can't quantify if that help was retention or not, but I think, um, if anything, it made me happy to do it. So I just did it. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you got 250 members at launch, which you weren't expecting. Was that a lot more than you were expecting or did you just not really know what to expect in terms of member numbers? <sighs> it wasn't that surprising because I had a big list. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I guess I was just underestimating. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think this was definitely beyond my good goal or great goal. Um, so I did, I did better than what I thought I did, but then looking back, I'm like, that was really not a great estimation because I should have known that it was going to be that kind of number. Um, I think maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit and so sort of went it going, Oh, I'll be good if 10 people join. And, you know, of course it was going to be more than that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That was always nice when launches exceed your expectations though. Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, it's scary then because you, you do close your doors and then for two months, you're just having people um, canceling and you're not getting new people in. And so there's definitely that, that mind game with the memberships where you're constantly looking at, yeah, your growth rate, but that's, you know, your churn rate as well. Um, so it's definitely a new way of looking at business yeah. um, and those retention numbers and all of that. So you can, you know, you can launch, but if you can't keep people in, then it's definitely not going to stay for too long. So yeah, <laughs> we're working on that after that. So shifting gears a little now then, let's talk about life as a membership site owner. How mm-hmm. does the membership actually fit into your day-to-day life? Do you have a particular routine Routine, even? Do you have a set number of hours you work on the membership? Mm, not really. I don't necessarily have a routine for work. I mean, there's things that I'm going to do every day, like checking the forums and, you know, uh, emails, of course, support requests if there is any. Um, but other than that, it has helped a lot though in um, getting rid of a lot of stress that I would have in getting ramped up for those big lunches and all of that. And just knowing that I have this thing now and I can just send an email to my list when I want to open the doors or moving forward, I'll have it in Evergreen has really like helped me feel more, I don't know, just yeah, less stressed. And so I'd usually wake up in the morning. Um, I'm a, I wake up quite early, like five, five thirty. I'm, I'm up <laughs> I love how you're like, wow, that's early. Um, But um, yeah, and then I'll just take probably a good four hours, the first four hours of my day are probably like I'm not going to look at my emails or anything. I just go to the gym. I do a bit of um, meditation. I do some drawing or something, you know, 
for myself and I start work at around 9.30 or 10, um, which is quite late in my head. I used to work so much more than that. I used to get up and work and be at work at 6 or 7 a.m. And I've just realized that's just, you can't do that for more than a couple of years. So I'm much more chilled <laughs> now that I've got a membership. And then, yeah, so I'll check with my community and then it just depends on the projects that I've got on. So, you know, sometimes there's not, when I'm not in big project mode, I have shorter days. Um, others, well, right now I'm just redesigning my entire website. It's been a massive project. Um, I've definitely been putting more hours in. So it really just depends on what projects I'm working on. Awesome. And do you actually have a team helping you or is it just you working on everything at the minute? No, it's not just me, but it's a very small team. So it's just me and my assistant. Um, I feel like she needs a new name though because she feels like so much more than an assistant. She, if she's listening, which she will love her. <laughs> I could not do what I do without her. She has been amazing. She was my first hire. I got her as a virtual assistant just a few hours a week. She was just meant to help me with formatting my blog posts and things like that. And now she just does so much more for me. Um, she'll do anything from support uh, emails and things like that to all of my content pretty much she takes care of. I record my videos, but I am not involved at all in scheduling them, editing them, you know, uh, turning them into blog posts, putting them onto social media. Uh, I don't do any of that. Um, I actually have, when I send my newsletter, I have to actually go and have a look at what's going out tomorrow. I don't actually know. I forgot because I did that three months ago. Um, so yeah, she's been fantastic. Um, and then I also have a video um, editor that does all the editing for me and that's it really, um, growing slowly, but I think in the future, I'm definitely going to need to add some more, um, or give her more hours. <laughs> what are the kind of tasks? And so you mentioned, um, that you might need more staff or bigger team. What kind of other uh, tasks think... do you like to take off your plate? Um, more of the admin and support. I still do a lot of that. I do a lot of, um, there's stuff that I know I need to do as a business owner. Like, you know, I want to be able to look at my reports and, and have those, you know, KPI and all of that and know what's going on each month. But I hate that I have to do them manually myself. Like that's something I would love for someone to hand me a report and go, Hey, this is what this platform has been doing. And this is, you know, like all your numbers are there and then I can just kind of look at them. Um, if I didn't have to do that, I'd love that. All of the um, admin work that goes into the membership as well, like, you know, cancelling and people, so you have to, you know, get them off the forums or new ones or credit cards are great that don't go well. Like all of this stuff, she helps me with it, but I'm still doing most of it. I would love to not have to do any of it at all because um, it can get quite time consuming. Um, and then I'd love to get someone to help me with the the bigger community too. So the Facebook group I was mentioning is is growing quickly and it's definitely taking more time to sort of monitor and engage at the same time. So I'd like to have maybe a community manager at some stage that would be for the paid and the free community as a, you know, like so the whole thing. Um, but this is just kind of vague because I'm not there yet and I'll cross that bridge <laughs> when I get there. Uh, great um yeah it's always interesting with teams because i i always find it interesting what what people kind of want to outsource and what people want to keep hold of um it's something we've kind of worked hard on the last year or so trying to kind of not do everything ourselves um but yeah, yeah so i always find that fascinating what other people do 
When you start delegating, though, this is pretty addictive. Like I, I, I know the first time I hired uh, Alicia, she, I, I thought this is scary. She's not going to be uh, doing this the right way and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like this system freak. I record everything I do. It goes into a center under a system and a process because I don't know if I'm going to want to do it next month. And if I don't want to, it's there and someone can take it. So I'm feeling a lot more, um, yeah, I love delegating. I mean, if it wasn't, if, if I could afford to have like a bigger team right now, I would absolutely do it because time is so precious. <laughs> so, so precious. Uh, that's a great tip for the videos in Asana, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall then, what impact do you think having the membership has had on your life so far? I know it's still kind of eight months in, but... But still, you know, the fact that I can predict revenue um, and has just changed a lot of my personal plans at all. My, my goal for next year, I think I've shared that with you, is to retire my partner. And it's something that, of course, I could have done that during lunches and a, and a course or whatever, but it feels so much um, easier with a membership because I'm like, hey, this is how much I take every month for ourselves. And if I can grow that by that number, then you can quit your job and we can go traveling because I can work with my computer anyway. So that's really... Um, it's really helped me work towards that goal, which I'm really hoping that, yeah, by next year, that's what we're going to be doing. (laughs) Um, So that's, I mean, that's enormous. And then it's just made me so much more happy to work on my business because I get up and I know the people I'm working for. The community aspect has been huge because it just creates that, um, you know, I can put names and faces and, and real stories behind the people I work with. Um, and that's really gratifying and it's really motivating. So it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I didn't start a membership site earlier, really. (laughs) I love that. And when it comes to kind of traveling and retiring your partner, would you want them to actually come and help you in the business as well? Or would that kind of just be still your thing? Ah, no, I think that's still my thing. I can't, um, first my partner just would not like it. Like he's not a computer, he would not work, um, even a couple hours on the computer every day would make him absolutely crazy. He's a teacher and he works with um, kids with um, like special ed. So it, it, it just doesn't, that wouldn't work for him. And I wouldn't want to be bossy with him. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that it would work. I admire like you, for example, I just admire people that can work with a partner. It's just not for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I can you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we just, you know, I do much less cooking and grocery and you would just take more, you know, sort of like home kind of, um, task, I guess. Um, and honestly, I don't mind working and him not working cause I actually love my work. So that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> yeah. I think it, like just loving your work just makes so much difference to everything really, I think. Yeah. So wrapping up then, is there anything you actually wish you'd known earlier or would do differently if you were starting the membership again now? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I don't know because I wish I had a big, you know, I did that really wrong. And so I wish I didn't do that, but then that, that didn't really happen. I know there's stuff I could do better, but there wasn't like a big, you know, oops moment. Um, definitely being more ahead with my content in the paid membership is a big one for me. I know there's something I need to work on. I'm really good with it on my free content. Um, and I need to improve on that. But I think if I had to give advice to someone just starting, I would say build your audience first and make sure that 
not only because it's easier to sell once you have an audience already, but also because you learn a lot from working with them and from creating free content for them and what works, what doesn't work, what do they want to learn and how. Um, I've learned a lot before I launched a membership and I think that's what really helped me make the most of those eight months um, is that I had all of that background. So, yeah, that's what I wouldn't take back, but that wasn't your question. <laughs> no, but my next question was going to be what tip would you give to somebody starting a membership? So you, you've already answered that oh, one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I don't know what I would do differently. I mean, I... I Maybe it's a good thing that I don't know because that means, you know, it's okay to say nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing. No regrets. (laughs) There you go. Um, So if somebody wants to find out more about you and the membership, where's the best place for them to do that? So you can go to my website, which is tizit.co, so .co, or you can go to tizit.co slash HQ and they'll go, you'll go straight away to more information on the membership site. Um, yeah. Hoping that when this airs, my new website is on because if not, <laughs> uh, oh awesome. I'll be sure to put both of those links in the show notes for you. And so, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Deborah. It's been wonderful to chat with you about Tizit and I'm really looking forward to watching you retire your partner and go traveling and, and grow this <laughs> membership even further. Thanks, Kelly. I'm looking forward to seeing you in uh, September as well. I'll be at the Retain Conference. Yes, I'm really so looking forward to actually getting to meet you in yeah. person. Then. Be awesome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. That's it for episode eight, folks. Thank you for listening. And thank you once again to Deborah for joining me. I love how one of Deborah's initial concerns was that she wouldn't enjoy or be able to manage the community aspect of her membership, but that that's now her favorite thing and something she looks forward to each day. I also love how engaged Deborah's community is, which goes to show that good engagement is possible outside of Facebook groups. If you want to find out more about what Deborah is doing, then be sure to head over to tizit.co. It's an absolutely beautiful website, I have to tell you now. Or head to themembershipguys.com slash btm30 to grab those links as well as read the show notes and download a transcript. And if you'd like to meet Deborah in person, then you can still get a ticket to our membership conference happening in September. A great chance to talk with Deborah face-to-face about her membership as well as mastermind with other membership site owners and hear from some top speakers about what's working in the membership world today head over to retainlive.com for all the details and I hope to see you there. And that's me done. Time for a cuppa and hopefully you'll tune in for another episode of Behind the Membership next week. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.